to do nothing but nonsense. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff, sweeps to his right, gets to the 20. He's on the 30. Needs a cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the right side. Nick 49er Faithful 365 all day, every day. And guys, we got eight days left until the NFL 2021 draft. I am joined tonight by my boy Sam from, from Niner Wire. Sam, what's going on, man? It's good, man. I'm really looking forward to this, doing a lot of draft content on my channel. Really looking forward to do some content on your channel. Once again, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate this, but should be a fun night. Really looking forward to getting into a seven-round mock. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. You know, we've had We've done a few mocks ourselves. We had, you know, Brian do one. Um, I got a couple set up for the rest of this week. Um, it's getting down to the nitty gritty, right? And guys, nitty gritty. Go make sure you guys check out nitty gritty Niners talk uh, over there on YouTube as well. Our guy Breezy over there. But uh, before we get into all that, man, let me just go through these things. Uh, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Turn on all notifications. Uh, follow us on Snapchat and Twitter. Uh, that's nothing but nine ERS. Facebook and Instagram, that's nothing but Niners, all spelled out. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send us an email, nb9ers at nothingbutniners.com. And go over to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and all podcast apps. Uh, obviously, Apple as well, and hit a, give us those five stars, hopefully. But, uh, Sam, man, you know, I know you've watched our show for a while now. I've been listening to your show, uh, you know, probably for the last six or seven months that I've gotten really into listening to other podcasts. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Where are you from? How did you become a Niners fan? And when did you start your channel? Yeah, for sure. So what's so good, everybody? My name's Sam, also known as Ninewire Sam, whatever you want to call me. That's cool. I'm from Oakland, California, so Bay Area kid. I became a Niners fan. It's an interesting situation, but basically I was a Raiders and Niners fan. And then some of the Raiders did just really piss me off. So I became a Niners fan. That was the right decision. Kind of crazy. Everyone else in my family is Patriots fans. I decided to go on the light side or 
they went to the dark side. I went to the good side. I guess that's how you can say it. But yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to this. Other places you can find me on my Twitter is right down here at Ninerwire Sam. My YouTube channel, I believe that's in the description. It's called Ninerwire. I post a lot of stuff there. Uploads, I'll be honest, I've been lacking a bit. I've been pretty busy, but I'm hoping to get a lot more out before the draft. So really looking forward to that. Also, I'm the co-host of the Talking Niners pod with at Bay Kobe on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at Talking Niners pod. We're actually recording the episode right after this. That's available wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure to check that out. But those are the two places you should check me out and Twitter. So yeah, man, that's really where you can find me. That's a bit about me. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you went to the light side compared to the dark side. Of exactly. Patriots. Yeah. I, I'm kind of interested to hear what the Raiders did to piss you off. To, this, to it's a funny it. story. It's, it's firing Hugh Jackson. I thought Hugh Jackson did a great job with the Raiders in like 2011. They fired him. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be a Niners fan. Screw it. Okay. It's, okay. it's weird. Cause now everyone looks at him as like the worst head coach in the league. And that's the reason I became a Niners fan. It's kind of crazy to hear other stories of why people became just team fans or Niners fans, any fans. It's kind of crazy because you got fans from all across the country. It's always really fun to hear those. So yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you're probably a lot younger than I am. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I was born in 19 <laughs> sometime. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to go there of how old I am, but, um, you know, it's interesting because you hear these young, this younger generation of how they be a Niner fan or how long they've been a Niner fan. They're like, wait, I've only been a fan since such and such. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like I've already seen, you know, four or three Super Bowls before that. And it's just like, um, it's, it's really cool to see how the faithful are growing as in, you know, whether it's youth, uh, older people, generation after generation. Um, but yeah, it's just always interesting to hear how pe people became a Niners fan. And uh, so talking about the Niners, obviously that's what this show is all about. The Niners made some moves today um, in signing pass rusher Arden Key, right? And also Will the Train, I'm just Gallman Jr., um, what do you think of these two moves and explain a little bit on what your thoughts are on the process. And do you think that with us bringing Arden key back, this stops us from drafting uh, defensive end help, or do you think that it also says something about Ronald Blair's physical to where he couldn't come back? Well, starting with Arden key, I don't think this impacts the draft whatsoever. I think you need edge depth and looking at Arden key. This is a guy who was a first rounder should have been a first rounder, but had off the field issues tested terribly all that fell in the third round. And I think some of those off the field issues and character concerns have still lingered on throughout his career. And that's why I think that's one of the reasons why the Raiders didn't bring him back. This dude is a pretty good player when he's healthy, when he's clean, when he doesn't have those character issues. This is a low risk, high reward signing. And I don't think you can bank on that for edge depth necessarily. Plus it's always safe to just get depth in the draft and everything like that. Maybe a lot upside. You might see some of that in my draft. So I definitely think the Arden Key signing Lowers high reward. I really like it. I saw some tweet today. He had more quarterback hits than Kerry Hyder or something like that. I forget what it yeah, was. Kerry uh, Hyder was hitting the quarterback 6.4% of the snap time percentage-wise of the snaps, and Arden Key was at 8%. Yeah, so, it's something like that. But yeah, I, think, so I think it's a really good signing. Arden Key is a guy, as I said earlier, went healthy, went clean. He's also dealt with some injuries in the past too. That's another thing that's led to him not having the best career so far, but I think it's a great landing spot for him. You know, we built a good culture in this team where I think those character issues can kind of go away. It's interesting because this is really the first guy I can name in a while after Ruben Foster. I think this is the first guy I can actually name since Ruben Foster has been cut 
where we've had brought in a guy with known character issues. It's interesting. Maybe that will impact the draft a little bit. You do see some guys in the draft. I can't name any off the top of my head that could have some character issues. So it's definitely an interesting signing, but I will take it all day. Low risk, high reward. You always like to have those signings, especially when you're really set at that need with Bosa, with Ebukam, and with possibly Ford. And yeah. oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. And I was just going to say, you said Ebukam, and I know you're pretty big. You think that the Ebukam signing was a, a really good signing for the Niners. Definitely. Um, just give me a quick synopsis on what you thought about that, because he is a position that we brought in at the defensive end spot as well. Um, but I know that you had uh, some really good takes on him on your show. Um, and I wanted mm -hmm. to hear and let you let you explain what you think about Ebukam. Yeah. So do we did an edge stream, did a defensive the front seven stream ish, I should say. It was a front seven stream. I brought up Ebukam as a name to replace D4 because at the time it didn't look like D4 was going to be playing. Also, could replace Kerry Hyder. I was thinking Ebukam more for a Kerry Hyder replacement, but then we paid him. And I definitely, I mean, it's definitely a good move. This guy's a very underrated player, speed rusher. He possesses what D4 possesses. He's kind of, I mean, a lot of people describe him as a poor man's D Ford. I definitely think he could be better than D Ford when healthy. He's and speaking of health, this dude hasn't missed a game in his NFL career. So you're going to have that durability with him. A lot of people like to say the best ability is availability and Ebukam possesses that right away. So I definitely really like the Ebukam signing. I don't think we paid him. I, I, we paid him a good price. I should say I did think he would be the carry Hyder replacement. Looks like he's going to be the D four replacement, a starting role. He'll probably be the number two or number three guy on our defensive line behind Bosa and Kinlaw, maybe behind Armstead, maybe the number four guy. I don't really know how that's going to work out, but overall, this is a fantastic depth signing. And when you pair that with guys like Arden key with guys like Ronald Blair, with guys like Zach Kerr, who we signed from the Carolina Panthers, I think this is a really good defensive line, a really good edge depth, that we have right now. We might add more. I do think we are going to add more. Also, I speaking of the draft, we'll talk about this later, but I think if we do draft an edge in the actual draft, that'll go to, that'll say a lot about D Ford's health on this team going into 2021. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Um, and then on to your guy, will the, tr uh, will the train, Wayne. that's what they it's call Wayne him. Goldman. Wayne it's the Wayne. Train, that's what they call yeah, him. Wayne Wayne the will train. the train would, it would be like, will the bill or something. I don't really yeah, know. Will the bill, will the bill, uh, Wayne, the train, Gallman Jr. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, he did step in last year. Uh, he did take more snaps, obviously, to the injury to uh, Saquon. Um, he does seem to be able to possess and catch the football out of the backfield very well. Um, he does. He kind of reminds me. Um, I don't know. I haven't been able to determine if he's a strong runner or if he's just a. I don't know how to explain this. I don't want to say that he's a bowling ball. Like he's not a. I can't even think of somebody right now. Uh, Benny Snell, like that's a good he, comparison, right? So I look at Benny Snell as in you know bowling ball type, like he's going to try to run you over. Where I see that in Gallman, but I also see more of uh, a precise back, as in he's going to get you those four or five yards that you need to get, and then after that, he's kind of just you know he doesn't he doesn't have outstanding speed, but he has average speed. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and he wears 22 and what do you think about him? And what do you think his position is going to be on this team? Do you think that he's going to compete for, you know, we have guys coming back this year, obviously, you know, the running back room, you said it earlier, best abilities, availability. Uh, this team has been injured very often. And there is one thing that stands out to me. He did have seven fumbles 
Um, we know that how that doesn't go well over here. You fumble mm-hmm. the football and it's like you're you're on you're that's on how Matt bad, Breida left. Yeah, you're on a bad page here. So um let me hear what you got to say about him and then we'll talk a little bit about him. Yeah, so you hit the nail on the head right there with what he does. He's kind of he's not that bowling ball. I mean, he's a little bit of that bowling ball. He's a little bit of that guy who can give you four or five yards. That's Wayne Gallman right there. And this is another guy I did talk about on my channel. As a guy who can bring it for running back, you know, Tevin Coleman left. I didn't think we were re- I th- I didn't think we were gonna bring him back. Jarek McKinnon's not coming back. You already knew that was going to happen. So Wayne Gallman, I love this signing. I definitely think, and I know he has the fumbling problem. Yes, you can fix the fumbling problem though. That is something that's easy to fix. Typically, I mean, you just can't get in your head. That's really the only thing with fumbling in my opinion. You just can't get in your head. It's just something that fixes. You just got to fix. But I love the fumbling. Wayne Gallman, yes, last year he stepped in for Saquon Barkley. Did a really good job of that as well. He got He had a pretty decent season last year. Before he was that RB2 guy in a system that had a workhorse running back like Saquon. So he didn't really get the opportunity. Last year he did, and he lived up to that opportunity and played really well. And I definitely think his role in the team, you're looking at RB1, RB2. I think personally, this is just me, and I know a lot of people don't like this. It's a very hot take. I think Raheem Mostert's one of the most overrated players on this team. He's really just, he's, I mean, for our system, he's great. When comparing him to other running backs, He's definitely overrated in my opinion, but he does work well for our system. But one other thing you look at last year that the 49ers struggle on, special teams. Raheem Mostert was so good on special teams. He got taken out of that role because he was RB1. And I definitely think you can put him more on that special teams role. Give Gallman the reps. And I was going back and forth uh, with this today on Twitter with Niner Nick, not you, different Nick on Twitter. But he was talking about what's the difference between Wayne Gallman and Tevin Coleman. What's the upside there? They both have, he was saying that they both have the same upside. In my opinion, they don't because Wayne Gallman hasn't played with Shanahan before. I think Wayne Gallman, there's talent behind him that he hasn't seen. And Shanahan, I always like to say, Shanahan can work with any running back he wants. And I think Wayne Gallman, he's going to work really well with. So I'm definitely, right now, he's the second best running back on this team. Maybe third behind Jeff Wilson. I don't really know. I would put him second for sure. Him and Moster are one and two. And I think by the end of the year, you have injuries with Mostert. You struggle on special teams. We haven't done much to improve the special teams either. So I definitely think you're looking at Wayne Gallman at RB1. Mostert, he'll definitely get reps at running back. I definitely think they're going to put him more in that gunner position, kind of more of that 2019, 2018 role for he Mostert, something like that, where he's not getting any, as many reps at running back. He's going to get a lot of reps at the gunner position. We desperately need that. So I think Wayne Gallman, RB1 by the end of the year. You're muted. <laughs> I took it all. Um, it, it's kind of interesting that you say that because, you know, we talked about that on our show before where, you know, we've talked about how, look, like um, Raheem Mostert has been the best running back that Kyle Shanahan has ever coached, as in stats, things like that. And I didn't believe it. And Mike brought it up and I'm like looking back at it and I'm like, wow, like you go and you look back at that. But you're right. Kyle Shanahan in this system can do a lot with running backs. The same that he can do with quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. He can make a average quarterback look better than average uh, or a good, you know, a decent quarterback look average. Um, either way, uh, the system definitely helps running backs out in this system um, and has, has I don't want to say steamlined, but has basically has steamlined careers like Raheem Mostert. Jeff Wilson, um, even Matt Breida, Matt Breida, right? You see Matt Breida went to Miami and wasn't even getting 
barely any touches, right? So mm-hmm. completely failed. Um, so those guys, and this is why the Niners don't really draft other than Joe Williams. They took a shot on Joe Williams, but they don't really draft guys. They take those undrafted guys and they can go and say, all right, we're going to get this guy in free agency and we're going to get this guy as an undrafted guy and we can turn them into what we need in this system. So look, last year, I think that Raheem Moster and Tevin Coleman would have split a lot more snaps if they stayed healthy. But the problem last year was nobody stayed healthy in the backfield. So therefore, even Jim Michael Hasty didn't stay healthy, who has a very high ceiling in my eyes. I think he would absolutely. Do really well. I love Jim Michael Hasty. So you know, so putting him in this system, and then I think that we go to more of that rotational back type system this year, even with a new, even if we have a rookie quarterback under center, is and that's to keep guys fresh and keep them healthy. So I do agree that he's going to get a shot. Whether that shot is going to be, you know, one or two or possibly three, who knows yet? You know, obviously we have a long camp and we also got to think about camp is going to be virtual this year. So that's also going to hurt some guys that are coming in. Um, just like it did last year, you're not going to get that good look at uh, him on field until late. So um, that'll be, it'll be pretty interesting to see what we do there. Um, was there any other moves that the Niners made before we get into this draft that has kind of either frustrated you or excited you? You know, I think a lot of the moves that we've made, I think this is, I mean, going back to March, I did not think we were going to get all our key guys back. Trent Williams, Jason Verrett, all those guys. I I mean, Kyle, you check another one. I'm trying to name a lot, but those are a few guys I did not think we were going to get back at all. On top of that, adding Alex Mack at center, I had I was I was on the Ben Garland train because I was like, there's no way we can afford a guy like Corey Lindsley or Alex Mack. And we do that. We get Alex Mack. I think right now the Niners have had a phenomenal offseason. And today they definitely got better with the Wayne Gallman signing. And also just to touch on the running back a little bit more. Yes, it's still gonna be a system, uh, a rotational backfield. I think that's Shanahan's backfield. You have all the injuries there, as you said, Nick. It's gonna be a rotational backfield, but you look at this core. Wayne Gallman, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Jamichael Hasty, and either Austin Walter or spoiler, I'm not going to be drafting running back. So undrafted free agents, Shanahan loves those undrafted free agents. That's where you're going for here. And I think that's a very solid backfield. So the Niners have played their cards really well this offseason, getting the key guys back, preparing for the draft. Oh, and on top of that, D Ford actually might play next year. So it's kind of crazy how this offseason has gone. And we're in a prime position to win. And of course, the trade at three. You love that. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because we were every Niner fan was just so worried. Like, we have to cut Jimmy because we need to save the money. We don't have money to sign free agents. We got 27 know, free crazy. agents. And we come back and we get pretty much all the guys back that we wanted back. You know, obviously eliminating Richard Sherman, which some wanted, some didn't. Obviously, his market isn't there, as we see. Um, <clears throat> but like you said, key signings in Jason Verrett, Tart, bringing Tart back. Um, Tart, that's another one I forgot. Yeah, Tart, Juice, uh, Trent Williams, Alex Mack. Like this line, the offensive line solid- like is way more solidified than it was last year. Uh, just in mm-hmm. the addition of Trent, uh, bringing Trent Williams back and having a true center, a veteran center in Alex Mack. That makes a world of a difference uh, on the interior. So I was super excited about the offseason. Um, I can't get much more excited about the draft. I'm just kind of over everything. Um, there's so much speculation out there. There's so much, uh, you know, oh, is it going to be Justin Fields? Is it going to be Trey Lance? No, it's going to be Mac Jones. No, it's, you know, nope, they're going to draft Kyle Pitts. Like, (laughs) 
There's mm-hmm. so much going on right now I know. in Niner world. And it's like eight days and we can finally see who the Niners are going to take. Now there was some news that came out today on Justin Fields with epilepsy. Um, for some odd reason, the DUI and it wasn't a DUI that Mac Jones got pulled over for. It was an accident and failed a sobriety test. And that hasn't even been brought up. Right. But we're bringing up health issues and in, in epilepsy and we're bringing up, uh, Zach Wilson, who was diagnosed with ADHD, and we're bringing all these other things up. Do you think the news that came out today about Justin Fields, do you think, not that it's fair or right or wrong, do you think that that could possibly hurt his draft stock coming out and being diagnosed with epilepsy in his family with doctors saying he can grow out of this? A He's never had any issues on the field. He's never missed a game for it. Do you think there's still a possibility that NFL teams take a little bit of a step back, kind of like they did with Jay Cutler and diabetic being a diabetic? Um, you know, teams got a little worried about that as well. And when he played, there was times where his blood sugar was low and had to lead games and things like that. Do you think this hurts Justin Fields in overall? And if so, why? And if not, why as well? So obviously, obviously I'm not a doctor, but I will say from personal experience, I, I know a few people I've played sports with a few people who do have epilepsy and they've been fine. This shouldn't affect Justin Fields whatsoever. If it does, then, I mean, I'm not, as I said, I'm not a doctor. Then I don't know something about this that they might, but this should not just from personal experience, this should not affect Justin Fields whatsoever. And being on the field, you're not in the water, which I think I know water can affect people with epilepsy a lot. So I, this should not affect it whatsoever. It's, it's really just, this is the one thing I've absolutely hated about the media. They've been just trying to tank fields of stock. I don't get it at all. Maybe it's, maybe it's the Niners are telling them to do it. That's my hope. Just try to say, Hey, we want to take fields of stock so people can stop talking about it. We can just take him. I don't really know. It, it does not make sense. Justin Fields right now, Justin Fields is my QB four behind. You have Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. I do have Trey Lance over him slightly over Justin Fields, Justin Fields at four. And after that, there's a massive drop off, but we should not be talking about Mac Jones going three. We should talk about Justin Fields going three or Trey Lance going three. We should not, Mac Jones shouldn't be even in the conversation. And I'll talk about it a little bit during the draft, but Justin Fields is hands down the far superior quarterback. And even if it does tank his stock a little bit, it should not tank his stock below Mac Jones. It's that simple. Right. I agree. I agree. I don't think that, you know, on, people shouldn't be held because of, uh, you know, diagnoses or health issues. If there's medication out there that controls that, um, that too, medication, you know, there is medication out there that controls it. Um, the kid hasn't missed a, 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 a game in his entire collegiate career, uh, while being a starter, at least, um, you know, obviously he missed, he didn't play in Georgia because he was sitting behind somebody, but since he's come to Ohio state, he's never missed a game. He's always played. He does take some big hits. Um, you know, he is a tough Son of a gun, I, I could say. Uh, but in the end, I don't think that somebody's health should be an issue unless obviously, you know, an Alex Smith leg or things like that, like where you're not sure. Or a D4 knee or something like yeah, that. Yeah, D4 it, back or his knees, things, mm-hmm. things like that. But mentally and diagnosed wise, um, you know, I don't think that that should be held against him. So I, I think you're right. I don't think it will. And if it does, I definitely don't think his stock should drop. But did did you drop a little bit of a nugget in there? Because you have Trey Lance ranked just a little bit over Justin Fields. How is Sam going to draft, y'all? Uh-oh. We'll have to see. Uh-oh. We are about to see. Um, 
we can get into this now. We got about 220 people watching right now, so we'll get into it. We've been going for this for about 26 minutes. This usually takes 10 or 15 minutes. Like I said, when you go through your picks, I'm going to screen share. You just tell me what you want to do. You're basically becoming the host now. Uh, you tell me up, down, positions you want to see. Uh, if you know, And I'm going to ask if, if that's your final answer before I do press draft. And then, uh, and then once you pick that person, just give a little bit of synopsis on who they are, what they do, and why you like them at that position and that pick as well. So For sure. without further ado, let me get this up here real quick. And we're going to share this screen. Chrome tab. Let's make sure we can see it. All right. You guys got it up there. Let me close this out. So we are going to select the team. Actually, obviously already have it right here. San Francisco West out of the NFC West. Normal draft speed so that we can see who's drafted. And then select number of rounds is seven. And then everything looks good on your end. You're ready to go, right? I'm all good. Let's roll. All right. So let's draft here. Let me uh, get this over here. You. I'm going to make this full screen. Actually, I'm going to pull you... Let's see if I can do it this way. Nope, I want to pull you up there. Ah, why is it not doing it? All right, that's all right. I'm just going to go back to the normal. I think you can, uh, if you share screen, you remove yourself. Oh, wait, no, because then you can't talk. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I got it. I can do full screen layout like this uh, so people can see it here. Um, all right, so let me get back on here. All right, so obviously you have two trade offers for pick three. Um, I don't even look at them. Like we can just reject them right away. There's no way you trade up that much, right? With that many picks to make a trade at three. This right, is so lately. Here. So lately, it's been funny because uh, Justin Fields has been coming off the board at number two, <clears throat> and leaving people with Zach Wilson or Trey Lance. Obviously, here Trevor Lawrence is taken number one overall. Zach Wilson, uh, quarterback out of BYU, taken to the Jets, and the Niners are on the clock. All right. Well, I have my pick here. This is an easy pick. I'm going to do this every time that happens. Should I go for it? Yeah, go ahead. All right. With the third pick, the San Francisco 49ers, like Justin Fields, the quarterback from Ohio State. Now, I know I said that Trey Lance is the better player, but when you look at this 49ers team, you need an NFL-ready quarterback because I personally, I believe that Kyle Shannon has zero trust in Jimmy Garoppolo. So, And honestly, I would not be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo is traded during the draft I wouldn't be surprised if Nate Sudfeld's the backup quarterback. We get, did give him guaranteed money. I know Matt Mayoko said he's going to be on this team probably because of that guaranteed money. So I would not be surprised if Nate Sudfeld were the backup quarterback going into 2021. But Justin Fields is the better fit for this team. Kyle Shannon has worked with him in the past. He's more NFL ready. And overall, I mean, this is just a phenomenal pick. He's QB4 on my board, slightly behind Trey Lance. And the only reason I do have Trey Lance over him is because Trey Lance does have more upside than Justin Fields. But Justin Fields' upside is absolutely ridiculous as well. Also, Justin Fields has a much higher floor than Trey Lance. And I think for a win now, San Francisco 49ers team, that's exactly what you need. So Justin Fields is the pick at at three for the 49ers. All right. It so should Justin, be the pick too. Justin Fields, it is. Final answer. Yep, final answer. Also, one more thing. On Talking Niners, this is the podcast I host. Last week, we did an episode where we talked about how obvious the signs were for Justin Fields. And you saw at the pro day, they were running 49ers drills that he was using the other foot back. I forget which foot it was, but Shanahan likes his quarterbacks using one foot back. And then Justin Fields was using, he used the other foot back the Ooh, other yeah. uh, when he was playing on the field. So they yep. use that Ooh, Atlanta trading up for Mac Jones. That's interesting right there. 
But okay, but anyways, yeah, we were just talking about how obvious the signs were. They're running 49ers drills. I'm not going to trade, so we can just go to pick 43. I'll keep talking. And Mac Jones, you just don't give up that many picks for Mac Jones. It just doesn't make sense whatsoever. So Justin Fields should be the pick at three, and I do think he will be the pick at three. All right. That's a good synopsis and breakdown right there. Um, we're gonna, Are we going to reject these offers, or are you going to look are. at I see a guy on the board that I am picking immediately. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's reject these real quick. Do you need to see who was taken? I do not. I see a guy on there that should. there's no way he should be at 43, and we're taking him. All right. Explain. So with the 43rd pick, the San Francisco 49ers select Jalen Phillips, the edge from Miami. This dude is a round one player. Hands down. This dude is a beast. And I'll be honest, I have not watched much film on edge. The film that I watched on Jalen Phillips was watching offensive tackles like Christian Derrissaw. I was like, let's watch Christian Derrissaw. Oh, whoa, who's this guy on the other side of the line? That's Jalen Phillips. This dude was a top prospect coming out of high school. He was bowling out at UCLA. He had to medically retire. This is the reason he's falling is because of injuries. He does have some injury concerns. But as I said, again, you take the upside with edge especially when you have your edges locked up. You have Bosa, you have Ebukam, you have Zach Kerr, you have Ronald Blair. It makes a lot of sense to go edge and get an upside guy at edge. And Jalen Phelps is just that. If this dude is healthy, this dude's going to be a pro bowler, hands down. This dude is one of the best edges. Right now, I would probably say, I know a lot of people have Gregory Rousseau over Jalen Phelps. I disagree. Jalen Phelps is definitely better than Gregory Rousseau, in my opinion. This dude's an absolute beast. Should be going round one. To get him at 43, this is the steal of the draft right here, easily. All right, so Jalen Phillips, final answer? Final answer, no doubt about it. Jalen Phillips, this dude's a beast. If you haven't watched Jalen Phillips' film, you are missing out. I'll just say that right now. You guys heard him. Go check out Jalen Phillips' film. Go check it out. Um, So, so far, you've taken a quarterback and you've taken edge. We talked about edge a little bit before the stream and before the draft. Uh, in guys like D Ford. And you did say something there as if the 49ers do draft edge, that has something to say about D Ford. So in this case here, you're going, are you skeptical about what D Ford is going to bring to this team this year because of his injuries? And do you think that uh, the 49ers do, if a Jalen Phillips is there or another edge guy in round two, do you think that is the pick that they go with? You know, honestly, I didn't even factor in the D Ford there. I think Jalen Phillips, if he's there, at 43, you have to take him. There's no question about it. this dude is a this dude is going to be one of the best edges in football one day, possibly if he stays healthy. This dude's a beast. I you have to take Jalen Phillips there if he's there at 43. No questions about it. No ifs, no buts, no anything. Jalen Phillips should be the pick at 43 if he's there. All right. Let's uh go back here. We are on the clock now. Uh we are you have one trade offer that's pick up 102 and pick 230 for pick 160, 2022 fourth, and a 2022 fifth with Arizona. Uh, let's click off that for a minute. I think if you just click as elsewhere, not reject. If you just click off the trade, you should, yeah, and you can bring back the yeah, trade later. I want, yeah, I want to scan around. Let's go to cornerback real quick. All right, let's go to corners, defense, corners, cornerback. Okay. All right, let's go to offensive tackle. Offense, offensive tackles. And then I'm trying to think. All right, what about wide receiver? Wide receivers. Okay. And what our next pick is where again? We Our next pick is 117, so 15 picks. 
Okay. Um, one last thing. Let's go to let's go to linebacker real quick. I just want to see what's available there. Or actually, yeah, linebacker. Ooh, okay. All right, let's go to receiver and the pick is in. Offense, wide receiver, and the pick is in. Talk so, all right, should I go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. All right, with the 102nd pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Demetric Felton, the wide receiver from UCLA. And I know looking at that board, it looks like a bit of a reach. I do think the 49ers, if they take him, it is going to be a bit of a reach. This is the Jalen Hurd replacement right here. If he's not healthy, this is your backup option. Demetric Felton, he doesn't have the size of Jalen Hurd, so the tight end position is a bit of a question that the 49ers might have put Jalen Hurd in. But looking at Demetric Felton, this guy played running back in college, and now he's moving to wide receiver in the NFL. And Kyle Shannon absolutely loves that versatility. So I would not be surprised if the 49ers reach on a guy like Demetric Felton. Also, sticking with the UCLA pattern, Jalen Phillips went to UCLA for his first few years. Now you got Demetric Felton from UCLA. This dude could be a beast for the 49ers. It's definitely a bit of a reach, but I know I know Bray says in the comments could have gone at 117. Yes, you could have gone at 117, but Kyle Shanahan, I do not be surprised if he reaches on this guy. They did it with Jalen Hurd back in 2019. I think they could do it again with a guy like Jalen Phillips. Or excuse me, Demetric Felton here, because you want that versatility on this team. We don't know the status for Hurd yet. Two injuries in two seasons, two season injuries in two seasons. It could be right. the end of the ropes for him. We'll have to see. But Demetric Felton at 141 is a phenomenal pick for the San Francisco 49ers right there. All right. So wide receiver used at a UCLA, Demetric Felton. Final answer. Final answer. Bing. All right. So we are going to be coming up here again in 15 picks. Um, you explained uh, Demetric already. So that's pretty interesting. I'm kind of interested to see where you go with this 117 pick now, uh, which looks like we are going to be on the clock in Three, right two, now. one. All right, perfect. So let's go to cornerback again. All right, defense. Cornerback, there we are. Mm, okay. Um, What's our next pick after this? Next pick after this is 155. Okay. Let's go to offensive line. All right. Offense, offensive tackle, sorry. Offensive tackle. I was going to say interior, out here. Uh, exterior. Yeah, there we go. Interior, okay. out uh okay offense tackle and then go back to all all there we go uh you scroll up yeah if you could scroll down a little bit that would be great Hmm. okay go to edge one more time all right defense all right that's the top right there okay perfect let's go back to offensive tackle the pick is in all right, offensive tackle, and the pick is in. All right, with the 117th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select James Hudson, the tackle from Cincinnati. Oh, offensive tackle. Final yeah. answer? Yeah, so let me explain. Yeah, final answer. James Hudson, so this is a guy who spent, I believe, three or two or three years at Michigan, something like that, transferred to Cincinnati, a raw prospect, Right now, he is a top 10 tackle, in my opinion. I think I have him at like tackle eight or nine or something like that. I've done a lot of offensive tackle film. That's probably the position I've prioritized the most in the draft. I don't know why. I just like watching offensive tackle film for some reason. Kind of a football nerd right here. But James Hudson's a guy who is raw. He might need some time to develop. 
And that's what I think the 49ers are going to do with him. You draft him in the fourth round. I think he'll probably go higher than this in reality, but getting in the fourth round is going to be a steal. And I do believe that James Hudson can kick inside a guard if needed. The reason I'm taking him, versatility. I think if the Niners are going to take a tackle in this draft or offensive lineman, I should say, in this draft, they're going to be a guy who can play either right tackle or right guard, or they can play tackle or guard, I should say, not necessarily on the right side. And, you know, Mike McGlinchey struggled last year. I don't know if the, if the Niners are going to keep up with him. We'll have to see what happens with their fifth-year option for him. But I think you need that insurance just in case you have a guy like Mike McGlinchey struggling again. Also, Daniel Brunskill is entering another contract year, I believe. So maybe someone to film that right guard if Daniel Brunskill decides to rock, walk. I think James Hudson, this dude's a, he's, I mean, he has a lot of size, a lot of strength, a lot of power. I think he works out really well for the San Francisco 49ers. If he can develop the way I think he can, this is going to be a hit. And this is going to be a starting offensive lineman in this league. So James Hudson, versatility, raw prospect, lots of upside. You get it all right there to get him in the fourth round and to secure your offensive lineman. It's really good to do that. Yeah. That, I was going to ask you, do you think that, you know, the Niners have a decision to make on Mike McGlinchey coming up very soon. Um, mm-hmm. And do you think that they break, they get, they pick up that fifth year option for, Mike McGlinchey, or do you think that they just kind of let it ride out um, and, you know, see what happens from there? I think they're going to accept it. And the reason being Mike McGlinchey is a phenomenal run blocker. It's the pass blocking that needs work. And yeah. by the way, also two good years before this year, I think that's going to, that's enough to say extend his fifth year option last year. Yes. It was a down season. Yes. He was terrible in pass protection, but I do think he can build back. He can build his strength up a little bit and he can come back and be a great pass blocker. And that's why I took James Hudson, because if Mike McGlinchey is doing really well, then you kick him inside guard, James Hudson, let Brunskill walk. And you got a solid offensive line right there with Mac Tomlinson. I'm going out of order, but if I go in order, Trent Williams, Lakin Tomlinson, Alex Mack, James Hudson, and Mike McGlinchey right there. I think that's a phenomenal offensive line. Sweet. All right. Let's see what I think we are on the clock here. Uh, we are up at 155, and you are on the clock. And Shy Smith went to Eagles. Man, Eagles, I love interesting. Shai. Yeah, I interesting love pick right there. Austin Watkins also gone. Let's go yeah. back to cornerback. We have not personally. I don't think I, it's kind of surprising how I haven't addressed this yet. I think it's because you had Jalen Phillips on the board. Demetric Felton fits our offense really well. I think Kyle Shanahan loves a guy like that. And there, the, the, the value was not there, in my opinion, at 117. That's why I went Hudson. But the value is there at 155. In the pick, I go to all first before I say pick is in. Okay. Just want to make sure I'm not passing on someone ridiculous. All right. I think, yeah, the pick is in if you go back to cornerback. All right. And with the 155th pick, the San Francisco 49ers, like Benjamin St. Juice, the cornerback from Minnesota. Final answer. Final answer. So this is a guy who, so personally, I think you look at the 49ers quarterback, cornerback situation. It's the number two or three need again, depending on D Ford's health at edge. And we took our edge earlier. So let's move on to the cornerback now. And personally, I do think you need to get your cornerback in the first three rounds. That didn't happen because of Jalen Phillips falling, which I think is okay because you get a guy like Benjamin St. Juiced at round five. And I definitely think this is a guy that the 49ers are somewhat looking for. There's also another guy on the board. I might take with the next pick, maybe later that is still on the board. I know this simulation ranks him very low, even though I am extremely high on him. So we might draft him later on probably will, but the 49ers are looking for a gritty cornerback. I think that's what you need. And that's what, that's something that Kella Witherspoon 
who, by the way, I think that I think not signing him and him going to Seattle is going to haunt this team. I think he's going to ball out in Seattle. I think getting a guy like St. Juice, a gritty cornerback, is good cornerback depth. Maybe can step in later on because that's where you're looking for a fifth round pick. You're looking for upside. And I think Benjamin St. Juice um, possesses that, I should say. And also, historically, we don't really value cornerback that much. So maybe we do take a cornerback late. I don't really know. But Benjamin St. Juice is a phenomenal prospect. He was on the podcast with. Javier Vega. I think Jason Aponte was on that too. So make sure to check that out. Or it might've been that far. I don't know, but still he was on that podcast. Make sure to check that out. Javier's a great guy. Check that podcast out as well. But yeah, this guy is a great player. In my opinion, greedy cornerback. This is exactly what we're looking for, for the San Francisco 49ers. So I like yeah. this pick to get him in round five. It works out really well. And I definitely think this is not the only cornerback we're going to take. And I definitely think that's going to happen in my mock draft and in other mock drafts as well. Yeah, and he's been been he's been taken off the board a little earlier than this in a lot of people's mocks. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have fallen in love with uh, Benjamin St. Juice. So, um, yeah, at, and as uh, Sam was saying, go over there and give uh, Fourth and Gold a podcast uh, a follow as well as Jason Aponte uh, on Twitter as well. Those two are great dudes, and uh, they got their shit together and know their stuff too. And mm-hmm. uh, Jason's one of my fellow New Jersey uh family members i guess you could say we meet up and watch some games together here and there uh jason's a great dude as well as javi so go check them out guys and then uh we're on the clock sam with 172 all right let's go back so let's go to all really quickly all right i'm trying to this is this this is definitely a really tough pick because you could go so many ways right here all right let's go to how many picks do we have left? Let me see. We should have two, three, four, four. All right. Four picks left. Let's go back mm. to, let's go linebacker really quickly. All right. Defense linebackers. That's okay. the top right there. Top right there. Okay. Let's go to tight end. Offense tight end. Hmm. What's where's our next pick again? We're at 172 and then 180. So 180. Okay. Uh, and then let's go edge. Okay. Um, and let's go receiver. Let's look at that. Mm. All right. Let's go back to tight end and the pick is in. Okay. Tight end. All right, so with the 172nd pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey McKitty, the tight end from Georgia. Ooh-wee. Final answer? Final answer. So Trey McKitty, so personally, I believe that the 49ers need a receiving tight end. George Kittle, as much as a lot of fans hate to say it, George Kittle had a dropping problem last year. And yes, he's one of the best tight ends of football, no doubt about it, but he had a dropping problem last year. And I think you need a receiving tight end to fill that read that Jordan Reed left behind. He retired a few days ago. It was yesterday or maybe today. I forget. I'm getting my dates all wrong. Yes, but I do believe that the yeah something like that. But I do believe that the 49ers need a receiving tight end. Trey McKitty is a receiving tight end right there, and this dude's a beast. This guy, I mean, pure receiver at Georgia. I mean, he's kind of like a poor man's Kyle Pitts. I feel like he's a great receiver, just a great tight end in general, a depth piece, probably a tight end too for the 49ers. I think he can step in right away and do that. So I think Trey McKitty, a phenomenal fit for the 49ers, also. There was a Georgia tight end I like last year as well, Charlie Warner. He's on the Niners now. 
Maybe the, maybe the Niners want to go to Georgia tight ends, get that chemistry together, because that's how it was at Georgia with Charlie Warner being the blocking tight end, Trey McKitty being the receiver tight end. Maybe they have some fun and games with that. So I think Trey McKitty, a great fit for this team and definitely filling a need. And I know Ross Dwelly can be the receiving tight end as well, but personally, I really like what Ross Dwelly did in the blocking game. I think he plays more of that Kittle role if Kittle ever went out with an injury. He was out a bit last year, obviously, with the broken leg. He had that MCL sprain. I think Rustwell is the guy who plays the George Kittle role, and Trey McKitty is the guy who's the receiver and tight end. Your tight end, too. He's going to get a lot of snaps for this team. I really like this pick round five, Trey McKitty. Yeah, you know, and you, you talked about it. Mike was uh, big on that last year as well with, with George Kittle and his drops. Now, I want to ask you the same question I kind of asked him last year. Is, is a lot of those drops on George Kittle or a lot of those drops on quarterback play last year? Because we this know year, that – Or go ahead. You know, we know that George Kittle was injured on a couple throws from our quarterback last year, and there were a lot of balls that, you know, we do have a lot of receivers that drop footballs. Is it because of quarterback play that we've had, or is it because of the receivers and tight ends? Or is it both? You know, it's definitely a bit of both. And I'll t- I'll, t- I'll just start with in general. One connection where I think it's the quarterback's fault, one connection that you saw last year was Nick Mullins and Jordan Reed, the two, th- those two could just not connect whatsoever. That's something where it's on the quarterback's fault. But when you look at George Kittle, who, as you see, signed jersey right here. I love this guy. But And and I have that picture right there of him, too, also signed. But anyways, he has a dropping problem. That's on him, I think. And you saw a lot of those film, the film last year, a lot of the game tape last year. Most of those throws were pretty good. That When I talk about the dropping problem, he had like at least six or seven drops that I can name that he just completely dropped. And that for the guy who's, in my opinion, the second best tight end in football, that shouldn't be happening. And that's one of the reasons I had him as the best tight end going in. The dropping problem, and also Kelsey balled out, but I think the dropping problem is definitely something that needs to be fixed for George Kittle. I think you need to have that security blanket just in case he's not doing that. I know you have Ross Dwelly already, but how about you get a pure receiver like Trey McKitty right there? One of my favorite tight ends in this draft too. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, let's get back to it here. We are on pick number 180. Um, floor is yours. All right, perfect. Let's go back to wide receiver. There's This is another guy. I'm going to make a pick here at wide receiver. The pick is in. It's right. tough. So, I'm not, I'm not going to make the pick right now, but it's between Trayvon Grimes and Tamorion Terry. So Trayvon Grimes out of Florida, Tamorion Terry out of Florida State. These are two big wide receivers. If you want to like another version of a Jalen Hurd replacement, I know we got Demetric Felton. Let's get a guy who can be the big guy for this 49ers team. A guy who can play that tight end role that the 49ers might have wanted with Jalen Hurd. Bring a different type of versatility to the San Francisco 49ers if Jalen Hurd's not healthy. Have that security blanket. Also, you also got to look at wide receiver three for this team. That is definitely a need. I know you have Richie James, right? Or just wide receiver depth, I should say, because I do think Richie James can be a wide receiver three, but the depth behind that is not good. Trent Taylor is still a free agent. I don't think we're bringing him back. You know, I it's I can't really name that many people there. So yeah, Tamorion Terry, Trayvon Grimes are big guys who can maybe play that tight end position, but I'm going to go. After the Arden Key signing today, I'm going to go with Tamorion Terry because one of the reasons his stock has been falling is because apparently he does have character issues. And Tamorion Terry, I definitely think if he gets those character issues, this dude's going to be a beast. 6'4", fast, runs great routes. The other problem, he has really hard hands, so that's another thing he needs to fix. He, um, I know we just talked about a guy who 
we need to fix the dropping problem. This guy does have those hard hands, a bit of a dropping problem himself. But again, I think dropping problems are something you can fix. Just get on the jugs machine, fix that up right there. Tamorion Terry is a beast. And this dude, if he hits, he's going to be a fantastic seal for the 49ers. This is going to be, this is a phenomenal pick right here. Tamorion Terry out of Florida State. I'm picking this after the Arden Key news came out today. I think the 49ers have been getting better at handling the character issues. Tamorion Terry, I didn't really know about the character issues too much until I heard Matt Miller say them. So I definitely, and that's very, that's what teams were telling him. But Tamorion Terry, fifth round is definitely a steal for him. I, if he didn't have the character issues, he would be going high. That simple. So 49ers are taking him at 180. I love this pick. One All of right. my favorite receivers in this draft. Tamarian Terry, final answer. Final answer. All right, there it is. All right, so now we are going to, uh, let's see, where do we go to now? To something, right? I think. I th Yeah, we're at the end of round six, I believe. Oh, 194. 194, there it is right there. Yeah, 194. So we are on a clock again, 194. Uh, you tell me where you want to go right now. All right, perfect. Let's go back to all. All right, all it is. And we are at the top right there with Kylan Hill. Kylan Hill. Okay, I'm not taking Kylan Hill. I'm going to, as I said earlier, we're going to do undrafted free agent for running back. I think that's what Kyle Shanahan likes. Yep. Let's go back to, let's go to edge. Okay. And let's go to cornerback. And our next pick is when again? We are at 2.30 for the final 230. pick. 2.30. Okay, go back to edge again. I just need to see one thing. All right. And then go, okay, go one more time. Go back to cornerback and scroll down a little bit. Yeah. Because my, as I said, my guy that I have on targeting is very, is criminally underrated on this. Actually, you know, he might be a safety. He might be listed as a safety for this. Yeah. Okay. He's listed as a safety. Let's, all right. The pick is in right here. Sticking okay. that safety with the 194th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the San Francisco 49ers, like Israel Mukuamu, the cornerback slash safety from South Carolina. All right. Final answer. Final answer. This is a guy, you know, you look at JC Horn, you see all the film. Then you see this guy playing across from him. That's Israel Mukuamu. This dude is a gritty player. As I said, you need gritty cornerbacks. You need fierce cornerbacks, tough guys. That's what this defense is built on. Tough guys on this defense. Israel Mukuamu is just that. And I don't, he's criminally underrated in my opinion. I don't know why he's listed at 231 in this draft. You can call that a reach for the people in the comments who are, I don't, there's no one calling me to reach right now, but 231 He's, this guy should be going round three, round four. To get him in round six is absolutely phenomenal. This guy doesn't really have that many character issues. I don't get why he's down that low. This is one of my favorite players in this draft, a physical cornerback, adding to that depth. He's listed as a safety here, so maybe teams do have, have him listed as safety, getting some safety depth right there, or just secondary depth in general, I should say. Phenomenal pick. I love this pick so much for the 49ers. Sounds good. All right, we are at the final pick at 2.30 and the last pick of the night in the seventh round. What are your thoughts here, Sam? All right, let's go back to edge. edge. Trying to see if we can get some more edge depth. Looks like some of my, looks like the guys I kind of want to got taken. That was the hard part. I could either go Mukuwama, who I just love or an edge. How about defensive tackle? Anything there? 
Hmm. Okay, let's go back to linebacker. All right, and then how about all? If you go back to all, yeah. Try to see. This is a tough one because a lot of the guys that I've been doing research on are off the board a bit earlier than usual on this simulation. So I'm trying to figure it out. If you go, you know, maybe we do go running back here. Let's look at running back. I know I said we'll probably go undrafted for running back. Okay, you know. Okay, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a pick at running back. I'll go against my word. The pick is in at pick 230. Actually, right. I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm I'm looking yeah, that's at running right. back. We're we're trying to figure this out. Um hmm. okay, let's go back to edge. I'm trying to <laughs> this is this is a tough pick, man. 230. There's always so many guys. The seventh round is always just or I should just say the late rounds, the board is just going crazy here. All right. Uh, if you scroll down a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And then scroll back up. All right. The pick is in, I guess. Uh, All right. Yeah. The pick is in. I, I, I'll i say, okay, the pick is in. We're going to take, I think at this point, honestly, I, for the, the edges on the board, I haven't done too much research on. I have heard some good things about Malcolm Kuntz out of Buffalo he is the best edge on the board, so why not take him? Final answer? Final answer. And I don't have too much to say about this other than we do need edge depth for this team. He is the best edge listed on here, in my opinion. So, I, I mean, I'd, I'll take him a little bit. I, I've heard that he's a decent edge. Haven't heard too much about him. I think you those late-round guys you don't really hear too much about unless this guy is just a hidden gem. So, that's all I really got to say about him. I'm, I, I'm sorry I don't have much, any more for that, but all the guys were kind of taken that I was hoping to get at edge. It is what it is. I, I almost considered Hilliard out of Ohio State. I do think that we do need a bit of edge depth. I could have gone a linebacker to kind of compete with Aziz Al-Shair for that third linebacker spot, starting spot. That seventh round pick, you could have gone a lot of ways. Running back, linebacker, edge. There's a lot. So, and I, yeah, Quest for Six said he's a breezy guy, so... I mean, I'll, I'll take his word for that. I I didn't hear it from breezy. I heard it from someone else. So yeah, but I'll take him here. Best edge available. I'm cool with that. All right. So let's go over here with the pick number three, Justin Fields, quarterback out of Ohio state, 43rd pick Jalen Phillips edge out of Miami steel 102 Demetric Felton wide receiver out of UCLA 117. James Hudson, offensive tackle out of Cincinnati. I think that was a steal, too. Mm-hmm. 155, Benjamin St. Juice, cornerback out of Minnesota. I think that was a good pick as well. Mm-hmm. 172, Trey McKitty. You know, we talked about upgrading the tight end position as well for, uh, you know, pass catching ability. Uh, you know, gave a breakdown on Trey McKitty. I think this was a great pick as well. 180, Tamari and Terry, wide receiver out of Florida State. Um, somebody had mentioned in here that, you know, with a good quarterback, they think that he's going to be a complete stud. Um, and Absolutely. this dude's a stud. Yeah. This dude, if this dude, if this dude hits, he's a pro bowler easily. All right. And then, uh, 94 Israel Mukuyamu. Is that how you say his last name? I think it's Mukuyamu. I don't know. hundred percent. Uh, safety out of South Carolina. And then the last pick ending out the draft two thirty edge. Malcolm Kuhn. So taking two edges, a safety, a wide receiver, a tight end, 
a corner, an offensive tackle, and a quarterback. The only position that we did not address that I think we probably will draft is linebacker. Um, yeah, I think linebacker, That's it's not as big as a need as cornerback or edge, and that's why I went there. I know I took two wide receivers. You do need that wide receiver depth. The Niners have historically taken two wide receivers in this draft, and I don't think it's going to change this year. And Demetrius Feldman may not even play wide receiver. He may be just a running back, add into that running back depth. We don't really know what Demetrius Feldman is going to be with the 49ers. Excuse me. But I think a guy like Tamori Ontario, that's going to be a wide receiver three, maybe, if you yeah. can hit. And we're, you know, you said it earlier, we're looking for that wide receiver position for that three. Uh, can Richie James be that filling guy? Can uh, Travis Benjamin come back and be, you know, that healthy guy? Um, is Jalen Hurd going to be healthy? There's a lot of questions at the wide receiver position for the 49ers this year. Absolutely. Will Samuel had, was was lingering issues and injuries last year. Can he keep his weight at the right level where he needs to? Uh, Brandon Ayuk was a complete stud last year, and quarterback play hurt him significantly, I think, last year. Um, and then you get into Richie James's. Then you get into Travis Benjamin's. You get into Jalen Hurd's. Um, you know, you lose a guy who was Mr. Uh, clutch in Kendrick Bourne. So – uh, you you know you lose a guy like him. Jawan Jennings coming back is he going to be healthy? Uh, you know there's a lot of question marks at that wide receiver position. So whoever it is that comes in here or gets drafted as a wide receiver has 100% a legitimate chance to be a player, a key player for this 49ers offense next year. So absolutely. Uh, and also I want to touch upon that Kendrick Bourne point you made. He was probably our biggest red zone target. Tamori on Terry, in my opinion, is a better red zone target than him. And also, even like just by the size, you have that red zone target right there. And this is a guy who primarily ran verticals in college. This is a right. guy who they targeted for those deep passes. He got them and broke away. That's Tamori Ontario right there. I cannot stress enough how much I love this dude. This dude, if we get this guy, this is going to be my favorite pick of the draft, hands down. So if we draft Mac Jones and we draft him, are you still going to be happy? No, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> I'll be happy about one of the picks. But I'm, if, if the 49ers draft Mac Jones, it's an F grade for me, not for the draft, just for the pick. Maybe you can fix that up later with the rest of the draft. I don't really know. But again, Mac Jones, the signs are just not there. I don't get why the 49ers, you don't give up. I tweeted this out as well. I, I asked the poll yesterday, who is the better quarterback prospect coming out of college, Jordan Love or Mac Jones? And most people said Jordan Love. That was the majority. So I quoted that and said, why give up three for Mac Jones when you can give up? Why give up three first for Mac Jones? We can give up one for Jordan Love. Right. That makes no sense. Yeah. And also, there's better quarterback talent out there. It just doesn't make sense if we take if we take Mac Jones, then something's wrong. Something is wrong with this team. Yeah. It is final decision time. I want to see what you guys got to say in the comments. Give Sam his draft grade. You can go A, B, C, D. I've been and- seeing a lot of season there too. So bit so, harsh, but uh, okay. I see- I do see a couple here. I'm going to go up to as far as I can see here. Uh, let's see. Quest for six says a plus Sam black Zeus lightning bolt, Justin Fields, Dre, the great says B plus draft. Uh, Dan Mecca says I give it a B. Uh, John V just wanted to talk. He just said, Sam, excellent work, bro. Appreciate that, man. <laughs> um, the crow says a C for him. Um, Dollar Bills, C. Uh, somebody questioned two edges also, Joseph said. Uh, Jawan Jennings is going to be healthy this year for us, question mark. Uh, let's see. So um, The thing Trey with Jawan says, Jennings, though, he hasn't 
I mean, he wasn't called up last year. That concerns me a little bit. This guy we took in the seventh round was on the practice squad the entire season. We didn't really give him a chance. That does concern me a little bit considering we used a pretty high pick on him and he didn't even play a game for us because of talent. That right. does concern me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Troy says, A-plus picking my F FSU nose, Terry. Uh, Tim Sutton says, A. Dre the Great said, B-plus, plus, plus. A-plus, plus, plus if you drafted Hillard. Um, Longtime Niner fan says, A-minus. Boinko Brown, good draft. A, I'd say a B, B-plus, Joseph said. Um, John V finally speaks up. A, Michael Ang <laughs> says, A. Uh, Larry Edwards, B, NBN Chan says A, Jared Austin, A, uh, or B, I'm sorry. Um, and then Taryn Lewis says B plus. So, I mean, pretty much that, I mean, I've seen a lot of A's, I've seen a lot of B's and, you know, very few C's. Um, in my general synopsis, I think you hit a lot of things on the board. Um, the only thing I probably would have done differently is I probably would have drafted uh, a linebacker there just to give some, uh, competition to Aziz um, and bring that in. Uh, and, you know, we don't know what the chances are. We don't even know how negotiations are going to go for the future with Fred Warner. We don't know that. So, yeah, that's another big thing you need to talk about. So I yeah. definitely think, yeah, Fred Warner, Aziz Alshair could be a question mark. I don't really know. I think personally, even if you let Fred Warner walk, you do have Drake Greenlaw. You want those without one, two punch though. So right. I think locking up Fred Warner is going to be key. So, yeah, maybe a linebacker could have gone linebacker. Again, you could go undrafted free agent for that. There's also plenty of free agents left. The free agent market's been just slow in general. I don't know what linebackers are available at the moment, but we'll have to see. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, one more thing. I'm looking at the Malcolm Kuntz, um, the scouting report right now. Seems okay. like this is a guy who can be, again, versatility. That's another really key theme in my draft. Versatility. The Niners really love that. I personally am a big versatility guy. If you're versatile, you're higher on my board. That's why James Hudson's a top 10 offensive lineman, in my opinion. It seems like he can either be a developmental edge rusher or a 3-4 outside linebacker, and I think that's just what we're looking for. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, we And we don't even know what this system is going to be next year. This could be a total defensive, total defensive sweep or change uh, in this system next year with um, D'Amico Ryan's taking over. We could play a lot mm -hmm. different of a defensive scheme next year, so we don't really know what it's going to be. Um, I don't think we change three four four three or anything like that, but I do think that we do a little things differently. But I do think that's something that we need to think about this draft. Also, as I said, is we're not sure how those Fred Warner negotiations are going to go, and mm -hmm. that is a very big key point. And you need if you if you think that they're going to stall, you need to get a guy in here now to where he can learn the system and take over if Fred decides to walk. So I do think that's mm -hmm. something key to watch this draft. Um, but like I said, Sam, overall, man, it was an excellent draft. I think you did very, very well. Um, <clears throat> I cannot wait for this draft to be over with. Um, at least just the first pick. Oh, me too, man. I, I'm tired. I'm tired of all the media talk, man. Yeah, Let's it, just it, get to it. it. And it's funny because it's kind of like a chocolate fountain. So it starts at the top with media and then once one person says it, it just kind of flows and it just goes with every other media player. That's a great analogy right there. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of exactly what I look at this as. And, you know, then we have, you know, us as, as uh, fans or podcasters, I guess you could say, um, that have our own opinion that, you know, 
national media kind of just goes with what's being said. Whereas we dig into the team and we don't have any inside sources. Well, some of us do, but we don't have like those inside sources to know who we're drafting. But the biggest thing to look at it here is, in my opinion, is, is all this talk about Mac Jones. I think it's not going to be Mac Jones because they're all saying that they hear that it's Mac Jones. Well, the 49ers are known to not leak anything anymore. And there is no said, I was about to bring that up as well. Yeah. So there's no leaks anymore. So it's like, okay, you hear what you want to hear, but if you heard that leak, that's definitely not true. So let it get out there. Um, I highly doubt that we draft Mac Jones. I think that if we were picking at 12, I think there's a chance that Mac Jones name is in there. But since we traded up so much and lost so much value in draft, uh, draft value and traded so much away to get to that number three pick. I, like you said earlier, I just don't see it as Mac Jones. I see it as an evolving quarterback, uh, a guy where can, can stretch the pocket, move the pocket, kind of like a Russell Wilson type, because we know that the Niners defense has issues with these types of quarterbacks and what better way to get better at it than practice against it every single day. So, exactly. um, and then that helps you against guys like Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, um, even Sam, Sam Bradford is not a statue. So, I mean, not Sam Bradford. Um, what's the guy that just went to LA? Uh, Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford, um, Sam Bradford, Matthew Stafford, that went over there is not a statue. So, um, you know, he can move and he will go if he has to, but, uh, I just want to see Kyle Shanahan's system evolve. And that's what I want to see. I want to see more out of it. I want to see what Kyle Shanahan, you know, there's been a lot of speculation that Kyle Shan that Jimmy Garoppolo is holding Kyle Shanahan back. I want to see. And he is. He absolutely right. is. Because Kyle Shanahan somebody, doesn't trust him. I want to see somebody that um, Kyle Shanahan has 100% trust in and lets him take the, take the reins and, and does way more with this offense. So um, it'll be, it'll be definitely uh, great. I see a lot of people in here. Um, I'm breaking my mother's fine china. If McCorkle becomes a niner, I'm right with you. I'm shooting off my shotgun at a wall or something in, in my house. And by house. the way, it's not that it's not that we for me, it's not that I don't like Mac Jones. I like Mac Jones at 12. Mac Jones at three. I hate Mac Jones. Right. You don't give up that much. I can't stress enough. You don't give up that much for a guy who I mean, you you don't give you don't just don't give up that much for a guy. Right. Like Mac Jones. You give right. up for a guy like Justin Fields, like Zach Wilson, like Trey Lance. You give, you give it up, up for Mac somebody Jones. who is is 80% of an upgrade over what you have right now. You don't give mm -hmm. it to somebody who is on the same level and is going to have the same type of career and is the same type of quarterback. So, you know, you don't want to go when, when Kirk Cousins was up for trade, you weren't going out and giving up two first round picks for him. Why are you, you doing that know. for Mac Jones? So exactly. It's um, that simple. Yeah, it's, it, it is. It really is that simple, but we've been going a little over an hour now. Wanted to keep us on an hour. Sam, you did a hell of a job tonight, man. I really, really appreciate you coming on tonight. If you guys yeah, appreciate it. Thanks already, for having me on, man. Yeah. If you guys don't already make sure you go over and head over there to his channel, Niner Wire uh, on YouTube, hit that like and subscribe button, get those likes up. I think you had, I, I don't remember how many subscribers, but I want to see this guy hit 500 subscribers by Next week, at least. I don't know. At I'm least. at three. I'm at three forty three. Last I checked, I think that went up because of this. But all right, so three forty three. Check out one more thing. Check out the Talking Niners pod available wherever you get your podcast. Spotify, Apple. Our numbers have been doing great lately. We're gonna get another one out 
either tomorrow or Friday. So stay tuned for that. I've been really enjoying that. Follow us on Twitter at Talking Niners Pod. That's another place where you can find me. Let's get those numbers up as well. Yeah, guys, go over there, like all of his stuff, hit the like and subscribe button. I want to see his channel at five or six hundred by the end of next week. So we'll if you're see watching, how that goes. you better go over there and hit that like and subscribe button, along with all the other 49er podcast avenues out there. Fourth and Gold Podcast, Rombo Sports, um, Talking Niners, Talking Niners, uh, Nitty Gritty, uh, Shoot the Breeze. <laughs> They're all out there. Just go and hit. There's a lot. Exactly. Just go through and hit like and subscribe for all of them. Just give everybody love, guys. And if I forgot you, I apologize. But yeah, guys, that we appreciate you guys. Um, uh, Dre the Great says, first time seeing Niner Wire, definitely subbing. Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Guys. Go over there, man. We appreciate the support all around, guys. And uh, Sam, final thoughts, man. I mean, overall, great draft. I'm really looking forward to the draft. My hot take of the draft, I'll just give that final note. Cincinnati does not take Panay Sewell. I don't think that's happening. I think they'll go Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase. We'll have to see what happens. But overall, I'm really looking forward to this draft. And once again, Nick, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate that. Uh, no, I appreciate you coming on, Sam. Seriously. Um, you're welcome anytime you know that. And uh, guys, that's pretty much all we got tonight. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Set your bell, your notifications for our channel so that if we have any breaking news or impromptu shows to bring you, myself, Mike, Tony, Wayne, Brian, anybody of our channel will bring you that, guys. And uh, hit that like and subscribe button while you're here. And prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We out of here. See ya. Peace.